My name is Matt Brown. I said all. That's not a good look. Oh, if I get rejected, I mean, I don't really give a f I try not to get too, like, emotionally invested to the woman I'm just talking and meeting with. Like, I feel like the way to get the most girls you want is you just kind of live your life, and then once they start flirting with you, they're like, all right, this girl wants me, and then you make a move. What if you're ugly? You get hot. And let's start the show. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are gonna love it. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Just a few more days left in the month of August. School is back in session. We are approaching the football season. College football already started. NFL is all along the way. Um, pennant races in baseball, if you care about that. Uh, election cycle, if you care about that and all the other good things that are happening in this world and one of the best times of the year is about to happen the fall season and we have another tweet cap for you as we are about to really start our busy season and giving you nothing but quality content but before we get into today's show i just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Combo Pod, Twitter next at Prod Combo Pod, and we're on TikTok and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we have been doing the Tuesday and Thursday schedule for about, well, since last football season ended. And this is the last week of that. We are going to switch from Tuesdays and Thursdays to having shows on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So starting next week, September 6th to be exact, we are starting our new schedule. New shows every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of the Productive Conversations podcast. So every week up until the Super Bowl, if you are getting through, if you're trying to get through a tough work week, if you're being stressed out, I'll tell you, tune into our shows at the hump day and at the end of the week, and we're going to brighten your mood, get you ready for the weekend, and do nothing but entertain, inform, and inspire you. So next week, starting this Wednesday, we are doing our new schedule, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. But for now, we have another tweet cap for you. We've had some big stories take place over the past few days. The former president of the United States has a mugshot. We see a boxing match maybe getting out of hand because there is some hype going into this Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis match. And today, you know, or I should say yesterday on Monday, we saw things really escalate in uh, the lead up to that fight. You know, Scooter Braun, this big Hollywood manager losing clients all over the place. Uh, we have other big news going on all over the world, and we have to get into it. Here is a new edition of the Tweet Cap. It's going to be me and Ryan Page for this day, and we are going to make sure it is a great show. So let us talk about the big things trending across the internet here on another Tweet Cap on the Productive Conversations podcast. Ryan Page, it's your turn once again. Let's discuss the worries world we live in and how it's being broadcasted all over the internet all right ryan let's do it it's your turn here we go matt from norwalk uh let's see matt brown wants to know this is a very productive conversation yo the tweet cap of the day is what 
That's what I ask. But it's the, another edition of the tweet cap. It is late August and a lot of stuff happened. The president of the United States got a mugshot. So we have to talk about the big things happening on the Internet. And we're going to yes. do it right now. And just for a uh, programming note. We usually release tweet caps on Tuesdays. Starting next week, we release them on Friday. So a true tweet cap, and we will do that throughout the fall and winter. But for tonight's show, where we talk about the president having a mugshot, former president, we have Ryan Page here. What's up, Ryan? How's it going, Matt? Oh, man, I have a lot to talk about with you. And let us (laughs) get to the bottom of this. The first story is the 45th. President of the United States. Let me say that again. The 45th president of the United States was in a lot of trouble this past weekend in the state of Georgia. So I have it right here. A federal judge has set a March 4th, 2024 trial date for Donald Trump on charges relating to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. And this resulted to him getting a mugshot along with a lot of other it was what the what's the word I should use? Conspirators. 18, uh, Eighteen people were also charged as co-conspirators. Yeah. Look at that. You know what MAGA stands for? No, Matt. What? My ass got arrested. <laughs> A couple times. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Now. Yeah. Um. To be fair, I saw that at a uh, at a Atlanta at a on an Atlanta um, graffiti piece. Oh, someone painted that out there? <laughs> yeah, MAGA. My ass got arrested. But, yo, Ryan, now, do you think there would be a day that a president of the United States would be arrested? And I'm going to make this in as simple terms as possible. Arrested. Allegedly broke the law. The president of the United States got in trouble. And I know there have definitely been many other cases that we probably aren't aware of or know about where the president did something bad. Watergate, for example, but that did get exposed. (laughs) But the thing is, the president of the United States got arrested. They were former president of the United States got arrested. There were people cheering. There were people upset. There were people... um, Having all types of emotions. And, you know, we can make this political. We can make this uh, fundamental. But the bottom, the thing here, and I'll just keep emphasizing, I can't believe there's a day where there is a president's mugshot. And for the rest of eternity, that'll be a thing. Who is the first and only president to have a mugshot while post office i'm not sure if the other 44 if um they were in trouble i'm not sure you know maybe there is no that i know of no president has ever had this happen to them before no previous president has ever had this happen to them before um, yeah, before or after that's what i mean yeah before yeah oh yeah i mean i don't i don't know like if somebody got did something bad record either no i don't i don't think anyone who's ever been elected president had been arrested before in fairness donald trump hadn't been arrested before um Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't think that anyone has been arrested uh before becoming president um trump has the opportunity to do both (laughs) to be one of the only former presidents to be arrested and then be one of the only people elected to serve as president after having been arrested um as you know he's running for uh the republican nomination in 2024 um doing quite well in that primary uh i i I think i want to 
you, you could tell me if you're wrong, and we could switch tact right here in the middle of this. I, I think I want to try and do this without getting too political. Because listen, if you love this guy, and then this is you don't care about our opinion. And it, frankly, if you hate this guy, you don't care about our opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're somewhere in the middle. Maybe you care, but there's a million other things you can be listening to. Um, one thing about this story that I think is so interesting, uh, and it kind of fits in with you know us being the tweet cap talking about what happens on Twitter and whatnot, is he tweeted for the first time since the January 6th you know incident, the the riots in the Capitol. Ooh, uh, what happened there? Well, he got kicked um, off of Twitter, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he got reinstated by Elon, but. Uh, you know, he he's doing his truths. He's truthing all over the place. So I guess he didn't want to come back to Twitter, but he posted a picture of his mugshot and a link to his campaign site. And so he is clearly seeing this as a bit of a moment for him, uh, you know, becoming a cultural phenomenon more so than he frankly already was as a celebrity and whatnot. And I feel like it's mm-hmm. probably hard to disagree with his assessment, whether you like the guy or not. This has been everywhere. People have, you know, made t- people on both sides have turned this into T-shirts, right? The, the memes are everywhere. Like, regardless, every single person in the country is aware that this has happened. And I mean, that makes sense. He's the former president. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. so you asked at the beginning, like, did you ever think this would happen? No. Uh, no, because A, growing up, I never thought a president would do anything to get arrested. And then I got a little older, realized they probably all have done something that could get them arrested, but they'd never be, you know, silly enough to do it so openly that they'd get caught. Uh, and then <laughs> after <laughs> Trump came into office and he definitely did all these things and definitely did them openly enough to get caught, I said, well, he's still a former president. There's just no way he's going to get arrested. No matter what. I kept moving the goalposts. I was like, oh, there's no way. <laughs> uh, and But we're here. Uh, we've certainly we've certainly found ourselves here. Um, and I think that, again, it's just crazy to see the entire Internet collectively attached to something. And they don't all agree. It's not like, you know, this is not a coming together moment by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I think genuinely like that picture, like kids in schools are going to see that picture one way or another, frankly, one way or another. Like that picture is like literally, you know, you talk about history being made like that's Nixon in the helicopter. Right. That's like that's that was a historic picture. And it. Yeah. People again, for regardless of why, either he goes to jail after this or he gets elected president. Those are really the only two options. He either is in charge again or ends up in a jail cell. Um, I, I guess maybe. Maybe neither happens. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure how this will all work out. I'm not a lawyer, but when you look at it and you see, you know, this is it. Is it weird for me to say it was instantly iconic? Do you? Oh, the former president of the United States has a mugshot forever. Forever. No, I don't think. I don't think that's that's um exaggerating, being dramatic. No, and that's why I wanted to take it out of like politics context because I'm using words iconic. Exactly. A lot of times, iconic is like a positive thing. I'm not saying positive or negative. Just factually speaking, that will be an an icon that people will touch upon forever from now on. If it never happens again, it will only be frankly more iconic that it happened just the one time. Um, 
But yeah, forever now, people are going to have that picture. They're going to have an opinion about that picture. And that picture is going to, you know, sum up the entirety of like American politics from like 2015. Yeah. To who knows what? I, I wish I could say 2024, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, we might not be out of this period yet, but certainly since 2015, like that picture is going to be like the picture that represents from 2015 till some undisclosed end time that we haven't reached yet. Uh, yeah. And that's that, crazy to think about because it just showed up one day, you know, they had the, the lead up to it with all the other people. And he went last because of course he did. Um, <laughs> and then I, the videos that day, did you watch any of the videos online that day? I did not know. He had like, Oh God, he, I felt like he had like 40 cars in his motorcade. I didn't count them all, but he, he rolled up to this, to this jail with, you know, in his motorcade and it was huge. There was police escorting him everywhere. Like he made this thing huge for himself. Cause he, I think he knew, you know what I mean? I think, I mean, yeah. I like think he knew that no matter what, like win or lose, this is going to be something that people remember me for. I don't think he's got, you know, this personally. is definitely bigger than you're fired. And that was pretty big in its time. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's already done this. He's already been like, culturally relevant in the entire like zeitgeist right yeah you're fired the the apprentice exactly yeah not forever part of the deal yeah he is you know he had his moment back then right and now uh now he's got another one which is crazy to think about uh and crazy to think again about the circumstances around this because we we may genuinely never see this happen again Uh, i know you'd like to think some folks some folks think that that you know it'll happen right away uh or this will be the new normal that everyone will just but the new normal why do we want to why are we even having that conversation to think oh people already say we have to arrest biden and you know i mean like oh me yeah but Right. So I'm saying, I'm like, say, by the way, yeah, I'm saying that people are saying that, but like, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm saying, yeah, and I'm saying, like, I don't know if that will happen. I don't think it will. I don't think that, and even, you know, what I mean, like, I don't think we're going to go through a long period where the president just gets arrested by, you know, as soon as the next party takes over. I really don't. Uh, I think this could genuinely be the only one ever. And that's like just to crazy think. to think about, right? Well, yes, but it's still crazy to think about because we, you know, we watch it happen. <laughs> something that people are going to learn as like a factoid um you know in like fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever is going to be it, we watched it happen um and the internet again blew up it, it's but this has been the story for I've, i still see those pictures threads just got those pictures because threads behind twitter uh by like a couple of days so last week twitter blew up with it this week it's all over threads <laughs> <laughs> What do you think the person behind that camera, like the mugshot photographer, he's like, wow, I'm I'm about to take a picture. Nobody's going to forget ever. Probably. <laughs> That's probably exactly what they thought. And I mean, you know that they had the advanced team come and like check the lighting. And, you know, what I mean, I'm sure he was already done up with makeup and whatever. Like this That's was a, not. Imagine also the Secret Service. Like we're supposed to protect the president. This is going to be. We're th- we are the first Secret Service team to escort the president to, to get jail. his mugshot in jail. <laughs> These are what the if people- he goes to jail? What if he ends up in jail? So, yeah, well, so if Do they 2020, go yeah, I don't know. How does that work? Because they, not, they shouldn't. Are they going to go hang out in the commissary with him and? Um, in Georgia, anyway, and again, I don't. I'm not a lawyer, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking he's for sure going to jail, or there's nobody's going to jail, I don't know. I I couldn't even begin to tell you. 
but I will say that I do know that apparently in Georgia, if he's convicted, it's a minimum of five years. Like, can you imagine? So you work for the president of the United States, a former president, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're the Secret Service. They get they get it for life. You have to sit in jail for five years. Your job for five years is, is go to jail, in prison. Make sure he's okay. Five years, right? Yeah. Do they have to go in the cell? Can they just stay outside the cell? I don't think the um, founding fathers thought about this when they were they summoned up the Constitution. Definitely did not, and they certainly didn't think that the picture should it ever happen, would go wide for freaking everyone on the planet to see. Um, Who can say they are the very, I I guess it would be the, you know, whatever county he was arranged in. Fulton, I think. Who actually released the photo. Who was the first one on X that put it it on? Who was the first one to actually put it on into the internet. I don't know. Here you we'll go. I don't know if we'll ever know. Like I'm sure showing put... meat to a bunch of animals. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a feeding frenzy as soon as the picture came out. Uh, again, both sides. Everyone tackled it instantly and started spinning it into what they wanted it to be. Um, and like I said, this is just crazy. And I, I think this will end up being a slightly news heavier episode. We talked about that uh, earlier. Uh, this is the biggest piece of news probably of the year. It's going to be on the timeline pod for yeah, sure. Yeah, but what else was bigger than this? Nothing. Nothing is actually bigger than this. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just insane. And, you know, it was during a somber weekend for some, if you're a fan of wrestling. Um, mm, yes, and I that was a, that. that was a weird vibe there. And, you know, past, over the this past weekend, the wrestling world lost Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. Um, gone too soon, and you know this. This happened around the same time mm-hmm. this this picture was released, and I don't understand that's for a specific audience that might be weird for, but yeah, it was it was a weird weekend for that. It definitely, I mean, that. it definitely kept me occupied. I'll say specifically, not that obviously Terry Punk's passing is also tragic. Terry Punk, Terry Funk was a uh, eighty nine years old, I believe. Or something mm-hmm. like that, or a older, you know, wrestling for fifty years, um, you know, absolute legend. But uh, Bray Wyatt was an active wrestler, thirty six years old, you know, young kids, um, a wife, a wife, and whatnot. So, uh, because this came happened the same day, uh, yeah, it right. was you know, I was focusing on, you know, Wyatt and the wrestling community and their family, and I almost thought that I was going to miss this you know, miss this kind of wild um, story. Because right. I, I don't know why I thought it would go away in a couple of days. I really did, though. And it hasn't. It's still around. I, I, I feel like I caught it just as hard as I would have had I been waiting for it to drop mm-hmm. that day. Uh, and I wasn't. Like I said, I didn't see the picture until Friday night, actually. Um, really? I think you maybe sent it to me earlier than that, but I honestly didn't. Like, I barely even registered it because um, I was still, you know, in that other mode. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, you know, very, very sad, the other mode. But um, yeah, this, I mean, not that this is much better <laughs> in terms of sad, obviously, you know, different kind of sad or whatever, but not ideal. <laughs> not ideal, not ideal. But are definitely your thoughts and prayers to the, rotunda family for sure yes and yeah just a few minutes just a couple moments there bray wyatt was an entertainer 
He was a storyteller, a true creative mind. And it's fair to say he was a genius at his craft. And though the world will sorely miss him, his impact will really live forever. And a true original, we will not forget. And um, he was awesome. Ray Rye yeah. really was awesome. And I understand the end he wasn't around as much due to health issues, due to WWE being dumb creatively. Um, but when he was there, he made the most of his time. And I think that um, is important to recognize, especially with him. Yeah, I think the biggest missed opportunity potentially in certainly in modern wrestling, possibly in wrestling overall is the year that we lost because he was uh, fired from the company. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously at the time it maybe didn't feel that way because, you know, there's always the future, but you know, futures never promised uh, as we unfortunately all learned uh, or were reminded of, I guess. And so given how it all played out and what happened um, that one year, uh, where they got rid of him. It just, I, they, they can never get it back. Um, obviously, uh, he can never get it back, but we, the fans, can never get it back. And that's a real shame because I think that, I mean, every second that they could have gotten out of, out of you know, Bray, out of Wyndham as his real name, would have been something that fans would remember. Um, but we do, we have the moments that he did have, um, which is obviously great. And if we, you know, we'll do another wrestling podcast at some point soon. I'm sure he'll come up. Um, he didn't come up a lot in some of the, a lot of what we've done, which is a real shame because he wasn't active for most of our podcasts time. Uh, I, I listened mm-hmm. back to pretty much all of our wrestling podcasts, uh, went that day and we, every once in a while he came up, but he just wasn't an active member of the roster for most of it. So, yeah. uh, yeah, but I'm I sure really wish, uh, I really wish we had the show for hell in a cell. Was it or firefly firefly funhouse too absolutely that was the year before we started the show exactly it's the next wrestlemania we did (laughs) right yes and um yeah the first one first one post covid but yes it is like i said i thought he would have been great part of the horror film community too because he really had some innovative things that no one thought of what 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 was a fiend i don't know what it was and it, it was, was connected, own. and he connected it to everything. Nothing was unconnected. Yeah, uh, the, it was circulating. Again, I'd forgotten about this, but Bray Wyatt, the original character, told a story to his flock in one promo mm-hmm. about the fiend. It was a story. Character out of it. So, yeah, he was just, you know, the long-term storytelling. He, there's no one who's done it even as close as good to Bray Wyatt in professional wrestling. Um, and he had to do it against, <laughs> he had to do it despite his uh, employment, not, you know, because of it. Um, right. So it's really, really unfortunate, uh, obviously, but yeah. But never forget. Never forget. So, no. Yeah. Never forget. So I think this is a good way to help lighten the mood again. Yes. Is, to show the internet's favorite crazy girl, the Tiffany Gomez post of the week. She is wearing hats. <laughs> Look at her wearing a hat. Hat on girls. Hashtag happy weekend. 638,000 views. I just can't. <laughs> 10,000 likes. I don't. 
I don't want to believe. All right. I don't want to believe that she faked the whole thing. But that is almost the only logical explanation. That she scripted the whole thing. That this was the plan. Because what she said on the plane does not make any sense. Doesn't it doesn't it's not explained by the story, right? No one has said they saw her like slurring her words and like no one has claimed she was drunk other than the fact that she must have been because of the way she was screaming about nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like no one saw her at a bar beforehand that I've seen. What she said happened, she barely said what happened, but what people other people <laughs> yeah. reported happened has nothing to do with anything that she said. I just I don't want to believe that she scripted the whole thing, that she wrote it down. Like, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do this. I'm going to get kicked off this airplane and it's going to turn my life around forever. But it's the only thing that makes sense is that she was bored and tired of her life. And she's like, I want to be an influencer. And I think I know how to do it. Also, like, who are you people who are liking and engaging with this content? Like her credentials are, is crazy <laughs> what has she done lose her mind <laughs> that's her credentials <laughs> like and, and you know the thing about it too so we talked about how her first post was she was going to use this newfound fame to help, to help fight mental mental issues. uh yeah mental uh health awareness but this is just her wearing a hat yeah just to show day. how just just showing how thirsty people are for her and well i mean I, I keep bringing her up because it is hilarious how well, at this point it's a running crazy. Joke, yeah. That it's is a running exactly joke that's the point. joke for us. But, to, but I don't and, think so. I wish that was true, Matt. But you see the comments. Yeah. You read them just like I do. They're not all people laughing at her. Some of these people are with her. They like her. I don't, I just gotta can do no why. wrong. It's not that you can do no wrong. I don't think she's at that level yet. But I'm just look like, at this. Look at this. I have this one top comment from Peppo Crypto, aka <laughs> Pep Killer Girl. Stop playing with our emotions and tell us what you saw. <laughs> and somebody and somebody wrote and somebody commented Matsudaria, an opportunity for massive engagement with her social media, raising her position as a CEO of a marketing company for New Heights. I don't know. Again, that's the part it's of got to, it's got to be that, right? It just has to be. It doesn't make any other sense. It just has to be that. That she did this to improve her own brand so she could make more money and gain more influence. Like, that there's nothing else that makes sense. She said that they were all going to die. She said that everyone on the plane was going to die. You know how scary that is? I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's nothing to joke around with. No. So it was about earbuds and now she's wearing hats. We can't allow this. We can't just <laughs> let this go. Big Cat said Pep his retweeted was it said Pep Killa? That's yeah. what it was. He's right. Don't toy with us. That we can't. We're not going to pretend it didn't happen. All right. I, we can't. We, and we're going to use this show for as long as we can. So we're we're not pretending that she didn't just say a whole plane was going to go down because imaginary people were on it. Like we're going to get. We got to get an answer to that. And it, it can be a stupid answer, but I haven't heard anything that made sense yet. If someone can explain to me how it had anything to do. With earbuds. If you can sit here and you can tell me that, then I'll shut up. You're still wrong, by the way. I had nothing to do with earbuds. But if you can sit there and just spin a tale where she was clearly talking to someone she knew who stole her earbuds, she thought. If you can find a way to make that story fit what she said, 
then I'll shut up because you can't. She said that she's getting off the plane because he's not real. And everyone else can die on the plane if they want to, but she's not going to. You don't say that if you lost your headphones. You don't usually say anything if you lost your headphones other than, damn, I lost my headphones. Now I got to buy some more. Like my headphones broke before the show. Really? I didn't accuse Matt of being imaginary. I just put on a different ha- pair of headphones. You have to do you ha- you're going to have to go to public place and scheme for it to get more engagement. I just I can't with I can't. We cannot <laughs> let her forget. Never forget what happened that day. <laughs> Never forget that. Never day forget either. the video. We can't let her forget the video. We have to keep asking until we get an answer that sounds at least plausible. Doesn't have to be true, just a better lie. Because the lie we got doesn't make any sense. You could you couldn't say it any better, Ryan. So I want to talk about one of my favorite people, Logan Paul. Only this okay. time about boxing, and yeah. this time about some shit that's going down. So Logan <laughs> Paul is going back in the squared circle again, not the wrestling squared circle, but the boxing one. So he's going in a boxing ring and he's going up against martial artist Dylan Dennis on October 14th, 2023 as a main event alongside his business partner. KSI is going up against Tommy Fury. Now, since this fight was announced, Dylan Dennis has really, really, really trolled Logan Paul and his family. And he's getting outright personal. I mean, seriously, this is a WWE feud. In real life, the way this is all getting portrayed and the thing that set this all off and where Dylan really, really went for it. So he posted on Monday morning a video of his ex. Oh, sorry. Let me restart that. Dylan Dennis on Monday, he posts mm-hmm. a video Monday morning of Logan's fiance and he leaks this video and I'm going to get vulgar. Let me tell you, everybody, and this is an actual headline from No Jumper. So Dylan Dennis leaks a video of Logan Paul's girlfriend asking for someone to recommend her a big fat penis that could destroy her body. That is literally her words, not mine. So Dylan has been talking about um, Logan's fiance. They argued about it um, during the press conference about her promiscuity and rich and all of that stuff. And Logan Paul fought back. And um, yeah, this is getting nuts. A lot of people commenting on that on the internet. Um, according to this article, uh, Logan actually slammed Twitter troll Dylan Dennis in an interview with Misfits Boxing. Logan was asked about the ongoing situation between him, Nina, and Dylan, and Nina's his fiance. And he <laughs> said, quote, I think he's gone too far. Yeah, it's not affected me, though. When I entered this fight, I knew Dylan was a scumbag, he said. And then he continued the quote. I didn't think he'd take it as far as he did, but, you know, actions and consequences. I think he's going to get what's coming to him. Now, I might not like Logan Paul, the wrestler, but I will say this is why I'm saying I'm actually going to defend Logan on this. I can't believe I'm hearing this. We have to clip this for the next wrestling pod. But yeah, like, what did they do so bad to do this? I mean, especially, you know, especially when we want to break, if we want to look at the line between kayfabe and real, and real fighting, and then we're now going to apply that to a boxing match. So that's actually my first question, Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me finish that. Is there um, any shot 
that this is planned? Well, it seems that all the Logan, it seems the Paul boxing matches, the Paul brothers boxing matches, they really seem to be a little more entertaining than the usual. You know, when you have Joe Lewis and Muhammad Ali, they have the press conference and they go about their ways and train and have a respectful fight. As years have gone on, people are like throwing chairs at um, weigh-ins. People mm-hmm. are already starting to throw fists where it really is ridiculous. And but, So the polls haven't really had that happen to them. Not too right. much, buddy. But they, well, you know, they, they have these sort of things. They have these social media flare-ups. They have these long, camp, drawn-out campaigns where mm-hmm. they're insulting their opponent. Their opponents insulting them. So I just want to put that out there. You know, Logan's a wrestler. Yeah, he is. Sorry, Matt. He's a real wrestler. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put my my wrestling hat on for just another second before we retire for the rest of the show. I think, um, and say, I think this is entirely possible that they are both in on this and that they are both aware of the attention that this is generating online. And so they are both going with it. I think it's entirely possible. Do I think that means the fight is fixed or anything? No, I don't. I don't think that's the way it works. I think that they're just doing this bit to drum up attention. So more people buy the fight because the more people buy the fight, the more they make. That's just a fact. That's how, that's how boxing works. The purse, you know, is obviously the purse, but the, the, the people putting it on will continue to have larger sums and keep booking people in prominent roles if they make them money. So putting that aside for just a second, what I don't know, he realized when he went either, either, even if, you know, if it's not real, then he certainly probably wasn't expecting this. And if it is real, like, uh, or rather reverse that, if this is real and they're not in on it together, he probably wasn't expecting this reaction. And if it isn't real and they are actually booking this, right. The two of them, they definitely weren't expecting this reaction. The amount of people online that are on Dennis's side in this is insane. Like, let's be clear. He's the bad guy. <laughs> he is slut shaming someone who's not in the fight. <laughs> he is being way too personal, uh, which is why I think this might be, you know, uh, they might be working this a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's with him. They're all like, yeah, look at him. Like, they're like roasted. And then, I mean, it's got to the point where, I mean, recently, I think today even, he was like, honestly, I'm doing this for Logan. He needs to know who his fiance is. And people are like, yeah, we agree. Like, people are, are bought in on this, like, the, on the way, like, treating this woman this way. Um, and I don't think any of them expected this response to this. You know what I mean? Like, that everyone so collectively is just piling on like you know logan's fiance right now is so insane to me because she's done nothing wrong in the fight i don't think she commented and then also in life she likes to you know she you know you know she likes you saw the video well yeah Um, and i mean that's the only thing she must have been some so brave soldier it's like you know what i'm gonna make this video to make me you know, have my parents and my grandmas and well, have yeah, a heart attack and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Like, you know, I'll give like, you that. Like, don't that, don't, that would don't be I, not, not the, what, what was that? Don't make the video. Like, don't record yourself saying any of that ever. Keep that yeah, to that's, inside that's, thought. That's or, you know, if you're in a room with people you trust and no one's filming <laughs> and you want to say something like that, I suppose that's fine. Right. You know, but yeah, I wouldn't film that. Uh, I'll give you that. But she did film it. Um, and the sentiment expressed, while vulgar, isn't 
bad per se. I, I just, it's crazy how many people were like, are so on Dylan Dennis's side with this. And also what stinks is he could end up winning this fight. <laughs> Dennis? Yeah. Logan Paul, I mean, I will say if if Logan loses that fight after this disrespect, then I I guess I'll put it out there. Well, I mean, is Danis, Danis can say you are my bitch to Logan. Yeah. What do you do? This has happened. Like going to be a weekly WWE wrestler. You have no choice, Logan, but you have to do it every week now. Like that's, he can't lose this fight. He can't. Yeah. He cannot lose this fight. He fought Floyd Mayweather Jr. Just because he's famous. Like, <laughs> right, but he lost that fight, but that makes sense. But he can't afford to lose this fight, at least not for the internet. I mean, listen, he's super rich, and if maybe he and his fiance really don't care, and they'll go on to have nice, happy lives. But if he loses this fight, the internet will become unbearable for him. He will never her be allowed. too, especially. Well, yeah, her too, yeah. He will never be allowed to be on the internet, like, ever again. No social medias. Googling his name is going to be a problem. Like, he, he's literally going to make it impossible for him to be online <laughs> if he loses this fight. Those are the stakes. You talk about his boxing needs more stakes, needs more storylines. Well, the Paul brothers, for all of their faults, they've added that because this is actually somehow a must-win fight in boxing with no <laughs> championship, no championship, you know, um, repercussions for this fight. You know what I mean? Like, this is not for anything, and yet somehow the stakes feel higher. <laughs> I feel right. like there's a marriage on the line in this fight. It, it's insane. <laughs> it, it's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I will say it's going to be very interesting, and Logan better win, like you said. He I don't know what he does be, if he loses. He will have to wrestle on a weekly basis. He will I, have to gr- grind it out. <laughs> on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, I don't know. He's got, he got, he has to win. That's gonna be a fun one. That is going to be a fun one to watch. And you know, there's this mogul. Oh, I won't say a mogul. There is this big, that one point, a big time Hollywood manager named Scooter Braun. Oh yeah, Scooter Braun represented some of the most famous people in the industry, and they're all leaving him at once. It seems. We have Justin Bieber planning to leave him. We have Adina Menzel leave him. Carly Rae Jepstein, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Jay Balvin. Why is this guy who seemed to have one of the best rosters in the whole management game, yet they're all leaving him at once? And this has been happening for a couple weeks, and there's still no clear story. Now, I know... People have come out and say Ariana Grande said I've outgrown him, and there have been other people saying they. Well, you know, we, she, she moves new. on fast. Ariana does. <laughs> she, she moves on quickly from that. So, thank I suppose you. Next. That's possible. Thank you. Next. But what is the deal with so many people leaving Scooter Braun at once? I hate that I have to say this because I feel like we end up talking about the same things on this show every week. But Scooter Braun has a very well-known enemy. Uh oh. And uh, that well-known enemy has become possibly the most famous person currently on the planet. And her name is Taylor Swift. Uh-oh. Uh, Swifties will know. Uh, she, her name has been mentioned the most on this, <laughs> on these two. Her accounts. and Tiffany Gums. Um, <laughs> and so Swifties uh, uh, 
knowledgeable Swifties will know, or maybe less knowledgeable ones, I don't know, that uh, Scooter Braun owned all of Taylor Swift's music. Mm. So this whole re-record thing, yeah, this whole re-record thing that she's doing is uh, anti-Scooter Braun. Uh, they're not, they're not friends. Uh, they're not, they're not aligned at all. And again, Scooter bought her originals and that's why Taylor's been doing these re-records and you know, all this stuff. So I just, I don't know. I do think it's interesting that a a very well-known enemy, very public enemy of Scooter Braun has recently, and I will say recently become the most popular person on the planet. And suddenly a bunch of artists who are honestly a step below Taylor, you know, just a step. Aaron Brown is big, Justin Bieber's big, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, so these artists who are a step or two below Taylor are suddenly going away. Uh, I think that, that it's entirely possible that it could be they're worried about an association with someone that so many fans like the the overlap between these artists and Taylor Swift has to be massive because so many people are Taylor Swift fans now. That's right. And so they might just be worried that their association with someone that Taylor Swift does not like is going to make some of their fans not like them. I th- I don't know if that's the case. Um, he could have also like done something wrong. You know what I mean? He could have stole something or whatever. Uh, this is speculation. I'm just thinking about why would everybody leave at the same time? It could be like there's an investigation happening, and they all want out before you know. The IRS comes in and says, you haven't paid taxes in 14 years. Uh, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that's also, like, equally possible in this case. But I do I do find it interesting that Scooter has this very high profile enemy who has very recently become so famous that she can't even walk down the street anywhere in America without being swarmed. I mean, there's a whole thing. There's actually a whole article about that in like the Atlantic or something today on uh, Twitter. Really? I read it, but uh, yeah, like so she can't even walk Taylor down Swift. the street. Oh but, no, 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 not about oh, the scooter. Oh, that. Saying, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can't even walk down the street without being swarmed by a bunch of people. So I do think it's interesting the timing that Taylor becomes so. She, Taylor becomes like Beatlemania. Beatle. Yeah. Right. And suddenly, everyone who's associated with this very public enemy that she has just decides to peace out. Like everyone, like it's, I, I, I'd be hard pressed to call that a coincidence, but maybe, or again, maybe there's Man. something else that we don't know yet. And the, the federal government will arrest him soon enough. And then we'll know that, oh, it's because, you know, he's going to prison. Um, <laughs> and then, then it'll all make sense. I'm going to like your theory of Taylor. See, he, he uh, did Taylor Swift wrong. And this is the, as the days have gone by, Taylor Swift being the most important person in the world, most famous Person. I don't know. Important. I'll even go to say important the way she. Um, I know you are going every day. Famous. <laughs> like I've seen their TikTok videos of people who look like her, where people lose their mind. Like They're it's, making it's, a Taylor Swift musical. The Taylor Swift the musical. Like about I heard about. Like house. what about what about about one of her albums? Or are they going to turn like one into of her a, songs? It's what it's about. I believe the Taylor and Swift. Is I really think we've good. talked about this on the show, um, and I've just. Part of my whole defense against the, or my part of my whole pitch with the Elvis <laughs> and Michael Jackson, they both have Broadway shows, uh, by the way. Oh, uh, she's and now Taylor's next. gonna have one, right? And so that we're just we're just slowly but steadily ticking away all of the things that I said in that pod. Um, they were true when I said them. <laughs> what a gentlemen. difference a few months makes! Now the whole era's tour didn't 
didn't finish yet, which has which is confirmed to be the highest grossing tour of all time. Mm-hmm. And they haven't even Good done fair. a second leg yet. Good <laughs> no, I mean they're in, they're in their second leg, right? Because they're in the international phase right now. Or so yeah, kinda, one of those. The but they haven't anyways. done their second sweep through America yet. Yeah, that in like Europe and stuff. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> don't mess with Taylor. I, I you think will it's lose possible. Your career. I think it's possible. Simple Scooter might have lost his career to Taylor Swift. Damn. When that Taylor Swift musical happens, it's literally going to be bigger than Hamilton ever was, and that's saying something. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know. There we are, have the, I think there's something we call. We still got to say this. There's still plenty of people who do not care for Taylor Swift's music. I don't know, it, man. <laughs> I'm telling you it's true. That freaking song got to number one on Billboard. Oh, the the um the Richmond, bro. north of Richmond. <laughs> because as a protest, they put it in a Republican debate. No, I'm not saying <laughs> a protest. But they made they made people who could. I mean, they're not going. They to, paid, but they made they people who billboard. could theoretically be the president of the United States talk about that song. <laughs> and that that guy had never released a song in his entire life before that. There are plenty <laughs> yeah. of people who do not care about Taylor Swift. That is there nuts. are plenty of people who do not care about Taylor Swift. So no, Hamilton I think will still have it beat, but it'll be something else. It'll be a spectacle, I'm sure. I've heard the concert's a spectacle. So when they sing that makes sense. when they have I wonder what do you open the Taylor Swift musical with? Well, so it's again it seems like it's about this house and there's a song that she this wrote house. about this house and it so, turns to a whole broadway musical and yeah. two acts so you would think that orchestra. they would probably start with the song that taylor swift wrote about the house let me look it up uh, but uh, swift house song uh no it's not called house song it's called the last great american dynasty is the name of the song that, that, now that is the name of a mini series <laughs> well uh, or a broadway musical right <laughs> uh but that's what that's what the rumors have been. So unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I'm sure this will also, change for all everything. People, by the way, from the folklore well, you album. Know the, oh yeah, you you folks who said I'm I'm a hater. I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm the one who covers all of this. Matt got yeah. a Tana Montana song. Check out that uh, TikTok. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a hater. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think we should clarify. Not a hater. I know what I'm talking about. And I would have nailed that test, by the way, Matt. <laughs> I clearly didn't, but I still had I still have an opinion. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Why don't you share some of the stories you came up with? Sure thing. I have a new one. Do you want me to use that? We didn't talk about yeah. this before. So yeah. Okay. This literally just happened about like two hours ago. Um cool. Eminem <laughs> contacted um, performance rights organization BMI with the cease and desist letter to Vivek Ramaswamy's presidential campaign. Now, I'm not going to get into Vivek's politics. If you watched the debate, you know who Vivek is. <laughs> um, but he was before the debate, he was best known for rapping Lose Yourself. At the uh, well, at the Iowa State Fair, the Iowa State. <laughs> when he when he was speaking to the the voters of Iowa, he uh, did a rendition of a little bit of "Lose Yourself," and this is not the first time he's done this. He's done this a few times, where he instead of doing a campaign speech, he just raps "Lose Yourself." <laughs> um, Eminem has finally found out about it, and um, 
basically, he said he'll consider any performance of Eminem works by the Vivek 2024 campaign from this date forward to be a material breach of uh, contract, and he'll be in a lot of trouble uh, if he does that. So Vivek has to figure out the rest of his stump speech now, because if he doesn't, Eminem's going to sue him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just really funny. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, can you imagine being so annoying that Eminem pays attention to politics? There's no way he actually pays attention that often to what's going on in the world. He's Eminem. But uh, he paid enough attention to Vivek to be like, uh-uh, we're not doing this. Um, uh, and I just, again, I thought this was very funny um, that that Eminem came off the sidelines to to protect his music. Um, But also I think it's very interesting. We were talking earlier about, you know, obviously the presidency and whatnot, but uh, a guy who could theoretically be president of the United States um, showed up in Iowa and just started rapping. I have no comment on that. No comment. That's where we're at though. With with our crazy candidates out here. Yeah. We're just rapping away. You know, (laughs) lose yourself. Trying to get hip, <laughs> trying to have the young people interested in us. And you have Eminem of all people saying, don't play my music. And uh, he really had if, uh, the very early Eminem has some very harsh lyrics, but he didn't use right. that. Yeah, like it's just crazy. He didn't, Eminem he didn't rap, feel. you know. You no, don't we did. want to fuck did. with Shady because Shady <laughs> will you. Yeah, you know, he didn't. It was not any objectionable and objectionable lyrics or anything like that. To be clear, uh, it was, you know, the beginning of "Lose Yourself." But um, I don't know. I just found that to be so so crazy that um, well, yeah, that Eminem well, stepped in. You're not going to gonna say, win president. Guaranteed, guaranteed, he will not get the nomination because of this and so? other things. Yes, well, I, mean, I think the other things are that he's not, you know currently winning <laughs> <laughs> i think in history Probably if you're a candidate for the president and you have silly nonsense pr stories like i mean the various silliest various silly pr nonsense stories you are not going to get it you are not getting that nomination no 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 like if you're gary if you're what's his name not gary clark the guy who was um promiscuous in the late 80s oh gary hart Gary Hart, if you want to, you know, cheat on your wife, get caught doing that, you're not going to get president. If you want to be Jeb Bush and, uh, you know, get humiliated by Trump, you're not going to win. Um, like, seriously, you don't want awkward PR stories while running for president. No, I, I agree you with will you. will guaranteed loss. And here's another example of this guy because he wrapped lose yourself well, literally lose the anyway. most literally the most I, you could literally say the most famous song of the 2000s. Hands down. Some people literally argue it's one of the most famous pop songs since 2000 and, you know, maybe top 10 ever. It is good a good lyric, timeless song about, you know, not giving up. You could play that to anybody. Yeah, no, I mean, that, again, it wasn't a And he ruined it for choice. himself. I, I mean, he did. I mean, so he's a young guy. I will say that. He's 38. So it's not like some old senator was doing it. But uh, you better lose. Which actually might be funnier had it been like Mitch McConnell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just saw that come through right when we were getting on. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Um, But yeah, that was one of the ones that I had. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. did you hear that uh, the newest um, conspiracy theory about Meta? Or not conspiracy theory, but uh, they're being blamed for the. Canada wildfires. 
Mm-hmm. Why uh, is that? Well, so again, not necessarily starting the fires, but uh, Canada has a new rule in place. I don't know if you know this, where uh, Meta and like Twitter and everybody has got to pay publishers if they use their information. So like if you wrote something uh, like for the news and then Meta has it on their site, Facebook, obviously, then they have to pay you. And so Meta has just said, nah, we're just not going to show the news in Canada. So they just stopped showing all news in Canada. And so then these fires happened and no one can go on their phone to check what's happening because there's no news in Canada. (laughs) You have to be on a TV screen to see it. You can't see it from your social media feeds. So a bunch of people didn't really know what was going on. They weren't able to like look for community updates through the news uh, because all of the news was completely blocked from being submitted, you know, on these uh, on meta sites. Mm -hmm. In Canada. And so uh, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, has is quite upset about this. He's blaming Meta for the wildfire, like the devastation of the wildfires. Um, and I just I wanted to bring this story up specifically because not because I care that much about, you know, the inner workings of Canadian legal stuff. <laughs> but we, you know, obviously we've seen a lot of changes happen to Twitter X uh, here in our country as well. And I do think this is a hypothetical question. I want to answer. Do you think there will come a day where Elon just decides to turn Twitter off for some people just says, yeah, you don't get to see what's on Twitter. Yeah. I do. Not like a block. Mm -hmm. Not like necessarily like, Oh, so-and-so is blocked. That's like too individual. I mean, like Elon just says, yeah, I've decided, you know, Look at these drastic changes he's made that nobody asked or needed. Of course, he. I'm sure there'll be people that he may censor like that. And uh, like, like so, like hopefully it's not us. Ever a day where they're like, everyone who goes to UC Berkeley just can't use Twitter today. (laughs) Like, could you see that happening? Yeah, I feel like I could too. I'm sure it. On whenever the day comes where that could happen, it is going to. I wouldn't be surprised. Isn't that so crazy? One person? I mean, we talked about this too, actually. Uh, Ronan Farrow's piece about Elon Musk. One yeah, which hasn't just, which hasn't gotten as much traction as I thought it would. No, because he's just, he's too strong. So That's you think, the the by the piece. way, the story that Ronan Farrow talked about Elon Musk's alleged ketamine addiction and um, well, wrote of the New War. More than that, but... Right, but... You think it? You think it's not getting shared as much because he knows? Damn, he got it right. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why. And that's again. That's why I asked if we thought that uh, he would ever turn off the site to people he didn't like. And the fact that the answer is like, of course he would. He's in charge of everything. <laughs> he does like defense systems. He keeps like the phones working in Ukraine right now. Like he, all of our space stuff is through him. Apparently, turns out, who knew? So we like, can really say that Elon Musk is the most powerful person in the world. Yeah, I actually, I know me. Uh, when you say about Taylor Swift, I say <laughs> no, but I think that's right. I think Elon might be the most powerful person in the world. And so, like, we just, you know, we saw like this one scenario, right, where you know, a uh, social media company that wasn't even run by him created all this confusion while uh, you know a bunch of Canada was on fire, yeah. right? And can you imagine, like, with we have an election coming up. We you know we have problems happen in this country every now and again. Um, if Elon could just be like, "Nah, we don't get to see the news," 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He could just decide one day. And then then it's over. The tweet cap, we wouldn't have anything to talk about because he'd turn it off. He'd be like, I don't like Matt and Ryan. They were mean to me one time. The YouTube comment section said so. And we just lose access because Elon decided. That's That feels like it shouldn't be, right? Or am I crazy for thinking that? Don't give the don't give them any ideas. Oh no, I don't think he'll do us. We're not. We're nice. Mm-hmm. To, we're nice enough to Elon. I think we didn't think he'd win the fight. We we were mean to him about the fight. Right. Uh, the fight that will never happen. But other than that, we've been. I think plenty fair to Elon Musk. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. No, I think it's so crazy. Too. And that Ronan Farrow piece, check it out if you haven't seen it. It is online. It's not taken down or anything. But <laughs> I really do. New Yorker think, website. Yeah. Well, I think that. You know, like that, you know those like shadow bands that they do, where they like mm-hmm. just completely deep, like they take the momentum behind the post and just throw it away. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that on on that one, like because you're right, no one was talking about it. Yeah, and it's pretty. There's some pretty big um, revelations there, but yeah, you know you'll have to talk about it. I guess on the on the street, which is all- talks to Putin. Yeah. And um, he just has meetings with Vladimir Putin. Elon does, and we will. We're not going to know. <laughs> At least we're not going to have a larger discussion about it. I should say. No, it, again, just crazy to me that one guy has got all of that power. But I guess that's the benefits of being rich, right? You can, uh, you can do what you want. Yep, yeah, that uh, that's the one I think. And Elon Musk. Please come on the show one day. We'd love to have a productive conversation with you. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff, Ryan. I think we have time for one more story, maybe two quick ones. You have any other ones quick to share or I that? No, you could jump into yours. Cool, cool. The um last thing I want to discuss before and uh we could wrap it up as we're about to hit the one hour mark so we like to talk about media and streaming and everything espn was a network that so many people were attached and loved and would always go to for their sport and news and as the years have gone by as the development of iphones and streaming and social media grew the influence of espn got smaller and smaller And it's going to the point where ESPN is having a hard time trying to be relevant in the national picture. Now, they'll always have a platform and they'll always have a voice, especially as having Monday Night Football alone is huge for them. Yeah. But according to Eric Fisher of Front Office Sports, Amazon is in active talks to becoming an equity partner for ESPN. The deal would center on streaming with direct to consumer version of with a direct to consumer version of ESPN that will make it available at one of the highest costs among streaming services. And um, yeah, so there could be a chance that that Disney, who owns Am, that owns ESPN, might be selling off assets to. Amazon, and there's also been other reports that Apple might be interested in taking on ESPN as well. So we know with Disney having a lot of issues amongst the two strikes between actors and writers, the visual effects employees agreed to unionize. People are mad at the constant 
woke remakes. People are feeling they don't have that flair or influence that they once had. And now they might be starting to... And they had massive layoffs, by the way, this year, too. Mm. So on top of this, where you just signed Pat McAfee, but also kicked off some of your other big personalities, that ESPN might be changing hands... What do you think this represents in the zeitgeist of things for ESPN? How we get our sports in, how we get our sports content, and all that other stuff. So, firstly, the or or also add to that, or is it Disney? Are we seeing something of Disney possibly declining? I've heard crazy stories that people said Disney would sell them off. There's no way Disney would get a parent company now. I now there's just. Hearsay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'll, I'll just jump in. I'll jump in. Yeah. So half of this sounds like just a Ron DeSantis fucking uh, meth uh, <laughs> meth dream. The the woke movies are selling off ESPN now. <laughs> Forget the nonsense about the movies. The movies are fine. They're for children. Um, well, they're bad movies. Well, yeah. No, they're not. They're not good movies. But they're <laughs> fine. They're for children. But anyway, I don't think this is Disney going into decline because of necessarily their content uh although their content could be better it certainly mm-hmm. isn't that good um i think that this is i think you know this might be disney trying to hunker down a little bit um make some money and see if they can't wait out their uh, pesky little writers and actors um mm-hmm. see who needs now to of course also the other studios are doing the same thing but it seems that disney specifically has gotten a lot more has gotten the most heat out of all the big studios out there. You know, obviously your Warner Brothers, your Netflix. Well, I think it's because of how vocal Bob Iger was. Yes. You know what I mean? He stepped in it by kind of becoming the face of the studios, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone else just shut up. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're yeah. like also they're they're, on, they're also not going to pay anybody, but they'll just be quiet about it. He was the only <laughs> one who wanted to talk for some reason. Yeah, like um, your Ted I mean, Sarandos you know didn't say anything, or yeah, you could technically um, say maybe he was talking because he thought he could bring people to the day. Like benefit of the doubt, he's the only one talking. Maybe it's because in his heart of hearts, he thought he could convince folks to see his side and they could end the strike. But I think it might be just because he likes to hear himself talk more than anything. Um, yeah, so in terms of that, like that's I think that that's definitely a possibility. But also, I think it's so interesting. Whenever we have these talks, right? It's those are the same two names every time. Uh, <laughs> Apple and Amazon. Uh, WWE just got sold not long ago. We talked about it at the time. Those two names are right there at the top of the list. <laughs> like, no matter anytime anyone buys anything, and I don't, I still don't get why we keep buying everything. Like, why does Apple need to own one of everything, or Amazon need to own one of everything? Like, you know what I mean? Save some for the rest. It was uh, middle school when you got the water fountain. Take it too long. And the kid behind you would be like, save some water for the fish. Yeah. This is one of the, yeah, this is one of those, you know, Jeff Bezos, uh, Tim Cook, save some water for the fish, you know? Um, But I don't know. I think that you told me the price point is going to be prohibitively high. I don't understand who would pay for it. Um, I mean, I guess ESPN is like the premier place to watch sports, like semi football, et cetera. So yes, and and um, you know, their college football influence, and you know, there is a whole other world out there mm-hmm. in our country, and you know, the middle, the um, middle America, and not the L.A. New York bubbles. Other people go to ESPN right away. I think it makes right. about forty percent of the market in general, but still, there's definitely a time where it was higher. 
And um, you know, other like our demographic has other places to get their sports. Well, and content. so that kind of goes to my point of what is what does this serve? So you just made an interesting point that there's you know forty percent of the market is ESPN, right? Like that for some people, we're, we're, we're stipulating that it's the middle of the country. I don't know necessarily if that's true. I think it might be mm. older folks. More than yeah, yeah, that, that that's um, basically referring to. Yeah, and again, it might be also more concentrated out west or you know Midwest versus the two coasts, right? But I think ultimately it's probably just older folks. Um, but by making it prohibitively expensive, um, I mean you're going to lose people that you, you you're not going to cut us out. We weren't going to do. We weren't watching anyway. We're going to continue to yeah, use right? free sources. Like, I mean. Barstool and you know we've talked about Dave Portnoy and Barstool and everybody on this a bunch of times right but Barstool is very good at sports coverage they just are and they're free it, it's mm-hmm. free Barstool is free um and Barstool makes money because it's also very good at advertising by the way like I I drink I drank P- Pink Whitney for a bunch of summers I loved High Noon you know what I mean I still <laughs> drink it like they're good at advertising they have good products that their demographic is into and they advertise the crap out of them and they make a bunch of money so like that you only only thing you're doing is taking the folks like you said that middle america or the older folks who are already kind of not into the streaming thing and you're making them not only stream but stream for what like 30 bucks you said so yeah the prices could range between 25 to 35 dollars yeah so you're sorry 20 and 35 yeah, so you're not a big stream person, right? You know, you maybe have Netflix. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, a mother, uh, you know, if you're a married couple and you're like your mid fifties out in, you know, Michigan, right? And so you already don't do a lot of streaming. Now you have to add another streaming service to watch your sports that you usually go to. You're basically taking it and putting it behind a paywall when you already don't have enough people watching accordingly to them right you, they should be trying to make it more visible trying to get it to go viral trying to get more eyeballs on the product if they're worried about that i just don't see how this makes them more money i think it just prices some of their current customers out and also it gives you know there's a technology gap that some of their current customers are not going to get past you know if you're old and now espn you have to use your you know iphone to do it you don't have an iphone so you're not yeah. streaming it. So you're just not watching it. You know what I mean? They're not going to, you know, if you're 70, you're not going to learn how to use an iPhone to watch ESPN. You're just going to stop watching ESPN. <laughs> so I don't I don't know who this is for. What do these executives talk about in these meetings? Well, yeah, uh-huh, they, let's they screw these people up. We only want the rich people. <laughs> Give me my money sandwich, please. Money sandwich. No, I mean, obviously, they're seeing some numbers that they think are good for them. I don't know what those numbers are, but it's just instinctually, like instinctually, rather, that's that would seem opposite of what they need. It seemed like making it more expensive to get would be a problem. The only reason you would do that is if you had so many people watching, they like, we can get most of these people to come on board for more money and then make more money. Like that makes sense. If, you know, if you're at, you know, 80% of the market, if everyone uses you and you're like, most people come to us first, they come to us right away. So we're going to charge them to do that. And they're going to come with us because most of them are so used to coming with us that they don't know what else to do. Then sure. But if you're only at, you know, 40 percent, 
you're going to lose people from your 40%. Like a price increase will always lose some people. So if you have 80, you lose some people, but you're making more off the people who stay. That's great. But if you're only at 40 and then you're losing some people, now you're at what? 35%. I mean, that's, that's a third, but that leaves, I mean, if you can get two thirds now, uh, you know, you could easily get over overtaken at a third. I don't know what the numbers are. I would, I'm probably going to look them up after, but like there's got to be other sources close to a third that could overtake them if they, if they lose too many people. Right. And so it just doesn't make sense to me. And also why do we got to make everything so expensive? Like between all the streamers already, you're already paying more than you probably would have paid if you just kept cable at this point, it's not cheaper. You're only getting streaming because that's where the shows are released now. Like good yeah. television and good contents on streaming. So you end up, you're paying more than you would have if you just kept your cable, but at least the, the shows are good. But now you're going to make That's why we have bucks. a strike. That's why we have two strikes. And, and, you know, I also was reading about how the actual production, like the, or the, the other unions, their deals with the studios, like, studio carpenters and electric yep. and lighting they, they're up for a strike next year and yet yeah, serves them right that they suffer from this a little bit and until the day somebody truly understands and snaps out of the this just heinous selfish and greedy attitude we're gonna keep gonna continue to keep fighting until somebody snaps or acknowledges how dumb they are do you think there's any movies this winter? Oh yeah, there'll be plenty of movies. This just won't get promoted. That's oh no, thing. that's not sorry, that's not it. I mean, do you think we'll hit the point where we don't have anything in the can? Oh, they'll always I, I I think that that day would be a very, very long time. I still think that would take a few years to have absolutely nothing to show. Like they would probably the editors are still getting paid they could just sum up something say here's this episode or here's this movie good or not um but i i I don't think we'll get that scarce but if we do that would actually be interesting i would love to see that that type of panic but i'd hate to see it but you know it'd be interesting yeah i I don't think we'll get they'll get that (laughs) desperate interesting what about you I don't know. I mean, I don't, obviously, yeah, I guess they can change their, their release schedule, right? Stretch it out longer. Um, but I don't know. Like, it doesn't, hey. doesn't sound like they have really done any talking to one another, either side. Yeah. Doesn't they love to like talk to the trying, press, but yeah. not to each other. It sounds like they're both trying to win a PR war when, realistically speaking, how does that end? Neither what side, honestly. Yeah, who wins in that? You have a PR war, right? And I mean, I hate to say this because you, obviously you want to pay your workers, right? And I, I, I'm definitely pro the strike, theoretically, right? Out, like out, not even theoretically. In, in reality, I'm, I'm pro the strike because they should be getting paid more. The yeah. studios make plenty of money. Same. Here. But the way that this is going, without any sort of negotiations happening, like no one, who, I don't see how the actor's going to, an actor could win this fight. If it really just went down to the mat and, you know, in Netflix and Disney and Amazon said, I got plenty of money. You said it yourself. I'm super rich. We'll see what happens. Like, and they just slow roll what they have to keep their content. Like, how do the actors win that fight? 
They can't, right? No, I. They basically I think... need somebody: Amazon, Apple, Disney. They need one of them, one of the studios, to just cave and accept their demands, because mm-hmm. then everyone can start working there. And to be competitive, everybody else is going to have to accept at least most of the demands to try and get talent. But if they don't do that, like if they all stay together, meaning the studios in their own little collective action, mm-hmm. I don't. They it's going to be hard. Physically can't win with the tactic they're doing because we can hate the studios forever. We're not going to stop watching TV. No one's going to stop. Yeah. Watching right. TV. Like, come on, let's just be real. No one, you can be pro actor, pro writer. You're still going to watch Netflix. Even if you don't watch a new Netflix stuff, cause they stopped making it. You're going to watch all your favorite old shows from Netflix. You're going to watch, you know, reruns of the office or friends or the West wing or parks and rec or whatever. Like you're going to watch TV. You're going to consume content. So they're still going to make money. They're not going to lose anything. Meaning the studios, especially streamers like Netflix That's a monthly subscription. The money's locked in unless you quit Netflix. <laughs> right. Um, I think I always thought once the summer ends, like this was a convenient time to start a strike. The um, actor's, don't have to use their nannies. They can actually hang out with their kids. But once the kids have to go back to school, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have nothing to do. Let's let's figure out this strike now. You think um, so? So this is I the think, first week I th- of school. So yeah, I think I noticed a lot of the so for instance, like a lot of reality shows are going in primetime spots that new content would be in. Like the <laughs> show Big Brother is on CBS. Uh, okay. It, uh, it's a summer show, but it's a fall show this year. Mm-hmm. It ends in November. Um, I saw something else. Like I saw a lot of these shows end in November. Maybe that's when they project a deal could be made for gotcha. the holiday season. And I don't know. You know, we talked about how actors say it, how execs, one exec went out and said, we don't care. We will do this until you are on the streets. There was Billy Porter, you know, obviously a big deal. He, he's, he claimed that, you know, he's losing his house. Now, of course, that's horrible. The yeah. only thing is, how do I say this? It's like, are you lose your house, but you, you pretty much, you're a very wealthy person. I think you'll be fine. Basically. You're very famous, yeah. You'll be, a, you're still an A-lister. Yeah. It's the more of the people who are still trying to make it and becoming legitimately homeless. You need to hear more of those stories. I don't know if it make a difference or not, but um, regardless, this is still going to drag on, I think, at least till November. And then we'll ultimately see how this fall goes. People will be distracted by the NFL. Yeah, well, exactly. Sports is there, but you said reality. Yeah. But that's just so interesting because in a lot of unions, right? The union is just the workers and the workers are all relatively compensated about the same. Right. Mm-hmm. In this union, there is massive. I mean, there are one percenters in the union. <laughs> like there's massive wealth disparity within the writers and actors unions. Right. And so you'll hit the point where you said the up and comers, the new guys, the people who are taking bit roles and things like that on TV shows or whatever, they lose their house. But like the Matt Damon's, The Rock, mm-hmm. uh, Leo DiCaprio. And that's why, not. no offense to these, these 
no offense to these actors who are making great points, but it's hard to take them seriously because you know you truly will not be affected by the strike. Only those, your work schedule yeah, right. for those, those specifically. Yeah. But the other so there there will maybe come a time when within the actors guild, the younger actors and the younger writers are like, guys, we tried we need to get back to work or we're leaving the profession and we won't be able to come back right because we have to move on and the leadership of the actors guild i mean i shouldn't say that fran drescher is not an a-lister at the moment really right but um you'd have to assume that a-listers carry a lot of sway in the actors guild um mm-hmm. so like top echelon of this guild is going to be hunkered down ready for a fight because they've all gone very public about it you know yeah, I do. But again, we'll ultimately see how this fall works. And uh, yeah. now that everyone's back to school. Um, but I think that would be that's going to wrap it up for us today, Ryan. We killed it once so. again. Great stuff as always. And we'll actually see you on Friday, um, next Friday, uh, starting. Yes. We're going to see you on Friday, starting next Friday. So it should be really good. Next Friday, we will have a lighter week. Then we have this week to recap. Uh, hopefully we'll have fun stories uh, or at least a few more fun stories. Heavy week this week, but all very important news. Hopefully everyone learned a little something about Canadian wildfires and mm-hmm. unions and whatnot. Um, I had fun. so I have a good feeling your wishes are going to come true here. But thank you again, <laughs> Ryan, and we'll see you soon. See ya. Great stuff, Ryan. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter slash X at ProdCobblePod, and we're on TikTok and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we're back on Thursday, and we are starting our football coverage. We are doing the first ever college football preview on this podcast, and we are bringing in a brand new college football crew and we are going to have some fun we're going to go through the power five conferences who we think is going to win the heisman who should make some big pushes in the bowl season this year and as the realignment is just about to happen once again for next season let us talk about why this season matters in the world of college football lots to be excited for we're going to preview it and we're going to be talking every single week about the world of college football we are going to be covering college football on a weekly basis those shows will be every thursday starting this week so let us get ready for all of that fun stuff so again one more show on thursday then next week we are going to do shows on wednesdays thursdays and fridays wednesdays will be our weekly nfl show thursday will be our weekly college football show and then friday will be our non-sports show and with that let's make this a very special fall and winter Let's do it. All right. I want to thank Ryan Page for his contributions to the show today. We are glad to have him back after his vacation. Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolo Ren, is back. We want to thank him for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always tuning in and always supporting us no matter what. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I'm going to be seeing you on Thursday talking all things college football. All right. We will see you then. Peace.